Hey, welcome back to Homesteading the Anarchy. So, we got a lot to cover today. Let's get started. Okay, so here we are. Let's start with the coronavirus. Um, dude, they are all over the map. Who do you guys like to listen to? Leave a comment. Guys have to be listening on Anchor because you can literally comment like as you're listening. You can like leave a comment right then and there. So that's cool. And I like to hear from you guys. I've only heard from like basically Steve so far. And then my wife every once in a while tells me how what she thinks. But that's only been like twice. But what I'm getting at is coronavirus has given us all kinds of crazy stories. We've got all kinds of crazy stories coming from everywhere. I like to listen to the Health Ranger. Uh, what do I like about him? He's an expert. He's an expert in a lot of health and nutrition stuff. And not just like an expert as in he sells the stuff. He actually has a lab that he runs. So I like the Health Ranger. Um, I like to listen to Dave Hodges because sometimes I just am not that smart and I listen to stuff that I know is absolutely just not trustworthy and if you listen to Dave Hodges sorry sorry if that's offensive to you but my problem with Dave love the guy is that one he gets all his money from his show so he's selling everybody does most people who you listen to that are big names are going to be selling something but he a lot of times will sell just stupid stuff that like he'll make whole episodes about stuff he's selling because he's getting a commission off of it like his new EMP thing that he's selling it's like dude that's completely untested anyways but Dave Hodge is also like he lets on a lot of date setters and every single thing that comes up to Dave is the end of the world like um, since I've been listening to him they had that special forces operation down in Texas where it was uh, a drill they were running, which was evil, don't get me wrong. I'm sure it was some sort of test to see how people react to special forces walking around in their backyard with guns. But um, that was a weird deal. Why would you do that in Texas? But Dave Hodges was like, oh, we're all going to be... Okay, sorry, my brother called me right in the middle of my podcast how embarrassing so anyways yeah dave had that deal about how we're all going to be in fema camps in six months and that was like three years ago so i don't know man i love the guy like listening to him but everything is the end of the world to him um so i don't like that but i listen to it because i'm a glutton for punishment i guess i just don't listen very well to you know i don't I don't filter very well what I listen to before I listen to it. I wait till after I've listened to it, and then I say, wow, that was a waste of my time. Another one like that is um, Hagman. Golly, Hagman is just a Trump mouthpiece. I mean, absolutely a Trump mouthpiece. Don't get me wrong, Trump has done a few good things, but I feel like... Shoot, I'm parked on the railroad tracks. Ah, That's embarrassing. Not parked, but the car in front of me just slammed on them. Anyways, so, um, not that I would be driving and recording a podcast at the same time. That would be dangerous, probably. But what I'm getting at is that this thing has gotten 
you, you know, there's a lot of people you can't listen to, but that I still listen to. Uh, Dave Hodges is one of them. Hagman's got that deal where um, he let Steve Quayle come on and date set. He's got some date that we're going to hit, get hit by an asteroid, <laughs> which is fine. If I mean, if he really believes that, go ahead and say it, man. Throw it out there. But you shouldn't date set unless you are like 10,000% sure. You know, you should warn people like this is a possibility. But he's like absolutely positively 100% saying we're going to get struck by an asteroid in the next like six months. So Hagman's kind of, you know, Hagman will let anybody on his show as well. Um, What's the other one? View from the Bunker. You ever listen to View from the Bunker? Yeah, they're pretty good about some stuff, but then they'll turn around and have Jonathan Kahn, the rabbi. Which, one, if you're a Christian, you know that, like, any rabbi, any Jewish person who is a good practicing Jew believes in the Talmud, which is how they, like, their additions to the scriptures. And most Jews who believe in the Talmud, or who are... Yeah, practicing Jews believe in the Talmud, and the Talmud says a lot of nasty, nasty things about Jesus. So that's not good either. So, and Jonathan Kahn was completely wrong about the blood moons thing, like 100% wrong. And they try to cover it because there was like a small dip in the stock market or something like that. But I'm pretty sure that dip was just like, just the scare they caused, you know. There was no actual like issue. But... That's where I'm at. So I listen to a lot of people with a lot of, like, kind of garbage points. Um, so where I'm going is the coronavirus. So what I've come to understand from the coronavirus, number one, there is a code in it that is not naturally possible. Um, it comes from, apparently it comes from HIV virus, which I know that's repetitive because HIV has virus in the name of it, but from HIV, there's pieces of like the code for HIV in uh, the coronavirus, which means it was used, the, the HIV was used in the creation of coronavirus, which was, they say stolen from a Canadian weapons lab and accidentally released in a Chinese weapons lab. So, um, as of this recording, the last numbers I looked at, there was like about 200,000 infected in China. There's been like three or four deaths outside of China, um, but the Chinese numbers are super skewed. And basically what we're looking at is the U.S. hasn't even blocked travel from China. Great Britain has, um, and they may have like within the last like six hours but I as of my last update the U.S. didn't block um, Chinese come from coming in so that's a bad deal we probably need to block people from coming in from China I mean yeah you know that's probably not a great idea to just let people come in I mean maybe put them in quarantine but don't don't let them just come in so what can we do what can we do? So the big thing about it is, is that 
there's all kinds of propaganda going around about the symptoms. Whether or not you can be asymptomatic and be contagious or not. So that's a big deal. We don't know because there's two sets of symptoms. There's the respiratory symptoms and the fever, fever and respiratory symptoms. And then there is like the achiness and weakness, which is also like flu-like symptoms, but they're split into two different variations. And from what I've been hearing, what I've been reading, they're not, they're not even putting out in the mainstream media about the secondary sets of symptoms. So whether this was released on purpose by the globalists, which could happen, but also you have to consider like that it was an accident, but it doesn't matter at this point, it's out there. And so what we need to do is look back through history. Um, the most recent pandemic, which pandemic versus epidemic, they say the pandemic is a multinational issue. It's like a worldwide thing, pan, which means like all encompassing or universal or across the world. Pandemic is a worldwide spread. An epidemic is a regionalized or localized um, outbreak. So just, just to clarify that, when you hear pandemic versus epidemic, that's why they're breaking that out like that. So what can we do about this deal? Man, first thing is make sure you've got your food, your water, and a heat source. Because this will probably hit the U.S. if it's going to continue to spread. It's probably going to hit the U.S. in, let's say it's February now, March, April. It'll probably hit the U.S. in April. So in a lot of areas, that's still pretty much wintertime conditions. So early April is when they estimated it hitting the U.S. like hard, if it does. Granted, you know, it's like a... Uh, I don't know, I've heard it both ways. Some people say that like, you know, if you crunch the numbers, if uh, the spread rate is 3.4, so every person is uh, causing 3.4 people to get it, then it's probably going to get contained because that's not... That's not a very extreme spread rate. But if the numbers are more like 14, which is what a lot of people are saying, statistically there's no stopping it until it's wiped through the entire planet. So that's a weird deal. Now here's the other thing. They're saying, some numbers are saying like 1 in 20 people die. And some numbers are saying... Uh, two out of ten die so one in five which is 20% so what does that mean that means that like basically we're getting lied to by everybody around us well, which is not out of the ordinary let's that's fine that's fine that happens but you need to be ready for it get your food ready um, I would say like at least have a three-month supply of stuff around um, the more stuff you get that doesn't have to be cooked 
the better off you're going to be because you're going to want to save your propane as much as possible. You're going to want to save your uh, just in case the electricity shuts off. You're going to want to have as, as much stuff that doesn't have to be cooked as possible and as much stuff that doesn't have to be refrigerated as possible. But, sorry about that. Sorry, been getting very little sleep lately because of work stuff, but anyways. So let's go into looking back at history at the Spanish flu. Uh, 1918, the Spanish flu hit the U.S., and ended 1919. Um, from what I can tell the history of it, basically like 1 in 20-ish to 1 in 50-ish people who got it died. But uh, the thing is, is that if you count just the deaths, you leave out a lot of major issues because tons of people are permanently damaged because of it. You can have brain injury, you can have liver injuries, you can have uh, permanent crippling, all kinds of stuff from nearly dying from a disease like that, or a virus like that. So um, the death numbers don't give us the full picture of it. But one thing I read about 1918 and 1919 is that almost every part of the country kept working, right, kept going. Um, you could still get food, you could still get gas, you could still, not gas, but gas was still pretty rare then because most people were still riding horses, I think. Um, but you could still get all your supplies you needed to get through the day. So it wasn't like the total economic shutdown that we see now will today be different? Probably. But we can always look at history and see what happened there and kind of go from there and see what we can expect. So 1918, things didn't shut down. The big problem was is that it left a ton of kids orphaned because it hit the strongest people hardest. So if you had a really strong immune system, it hit you the hardest and it killed the people with the strongest immune systems. So that would typically be people in their late 20s, early 30s, you know. And those are the people at that time who had just had their, like, fourth or fifth kid a lot of times, you know. So we need to consider that, be ready to um, take in children, you know. And another thing about this is we have no idea what the mutations are that are going to happen from it. So don't look at the numbers we have right now and go off that. This is a man-made virus. Man-made. So that's going to that's gonna make things react a lot different than what we're used to with, like, say, the flu or even the Spanish flu. So keep that in mind. Get your food. Get your water. Find a way to cook. Um, interestingly enough, little buddy heaters and those like home propane heaters, all that stuff is really going on sale right this minute in the Midwest. And so up north, but before this hits, you guys should see all that stuff happening. Um, propane prices are still at their high, obviously because it's the peak of winter. But if you can get your tanks filled, do it. You know, go ahead and get your propane tanks filled. 
Um, what else is there? Bitcoin's going up. So that's something to keep an eye on. That's interesting. Bitcoin's going up because of this plague, this virus. So keep an eye on that. If you've got Bitcoin, maybe you're looking for an out. This might be your chance. If you bought in at six or seven thousand like I did, you know, we've been watching it bounce around six or seven for the last little while. So um, you may have a chance to get out at like 12. Who knows? I'm going to keep an eye on that and I will probably not get out in time. But that's because I'm not an expert in that. But I just do it for fun. I've only got like three quarters of a Bitcoin. But uh, what else do we know? So there is Chinese people from that area running around in the U.S. right now. That's interesting. I've heard a lot of reports about people from the area running around in the U.S. right now and they can't get back home because the place is on lockdown. So that's another interesting thing. Um, the health ranger was saying, um, and Ted Brower, I listen to his stuff too, which he is a, he's a good guy. He's got a little bit different views on some things, but, um, he was saying, they were both saying, in agreement, vitamin D, vitamin C, iodine. And they both said that, vitamin D, vitamin C, and iodine. Iodine is essential for basically every, every cellular process. Vitamin C and vitamin D are like the number one thing for your immune system. So get those going. Garlic, always get your garlic. It's always cheap. Get you some garlic going. Um, get it in your system and going now. They said cut back on the sugars because the sugar reduces your white blood cell count. So this is stuff we can all do to get um, to our peak health before this thing hits. Um, be staying in the word, you know, reading your Bible. Get ready for this thing spiritually, you know. Be studied up and prepared to give an answer to all those who ask you about it. This is one of those times that like... You know, all of all of our society, all the things we've thought, like been conditioned to think about our society, are may come crashing down. So, like for example, um, on 9/11, all of us who like never even saw death, never knew about death, thought death was like an abstract thing that happened when you're like 90 years old and you, you see it coming, and like it's like some weird, like you know, way out there not going to happen to me for 40 years type thing that came crashing down on 9-11 when you saw you know when my 7th grade class saw people jumping out of buildings to avoid the fires we were all shook and we all woke up to kind of like realizing death was real life was not a, just something to just take so lightly but at the time, I didn't take advantage of that. I didn't take advantage of that opportunity. So let's be prepared spiritually to lead people to Christ, to show people, like in the Bible, where where our hope comes from. So that's something to keep in mind. If you do that, you know, if you don't, if you don't know where your hope comes from or if you have no hope, I would encourage you to uh, 
uh, open up your Bible and just start in the New Testament and kind of follow along and see what um, see what you can figure out. I would pray for God to give you wisdom because God says that if you seek, you will find Him. If you knock, the door will be open to you. He's saying that like it's important. He doesn't take it lightly, somebody who's seeking the truth. Not just like, I mean, we all have our own partialities. We don't want certain things to be true, but every man's a sinner. Every man is a sinner, and that's the hardest part. But if you can accept the fact that you're a sinner, dude, you're halfway there. All you got to do is take the next step and, and read about what God's Word says He did for the sinner, like you and I, you know. We all sometimes get into that phase where we don't think, well, we're the sinner. You know, we're better than that guy. But eventually you struggle enough, you'll hit that rock bottom and you'll realize there's not a person out there, especially me, who didn't need Jesus in their life. So that's just something to think about as this coronavirus comes through. Um, Again, you know, spiritual fitness, food, water um, think about your heat think about the seasons that are going to be coming along if this thing hits hard it may push through to summer or if their containment works for a while it may start up in the summer so let's get our water filters while the stuff is cheap you need to be storing up your water filters um, bottling up some water storing up some water do everything you can right now while stuff is cheap. And if it doesn't hit here, then you dodged a bullet and we can all celebrate that. You know, it's never a reason to be upset if what you thought was going to happen, what you thought was going to happen doesn't happen. You know, it's always better to be prepared and have nothing happen than to not be prepared and to have something happen. You know, or even to be prepared to have something happen. We should always celebrate when God protects us because, you know, people make fun of preppers and stuff, but it is huge. It's huge to realize when you stop and think about God has this whole world in his hands. He's holding this thing together, and it's only his power that holds this thing together. And at any point, we know that the Bible talks about in the end, this thing's going to get crazy. And if you're a preterist, then you get to skip all that stuff, I guess. But for the rest of us who are uh, Armageddon agnostic or um, pre-trib or mid-trib or any of that stuff, like before the end happens, we know things get really bad. And if you're not a Christian statistics show that things are going to get really bad you know every few generations there's a major plague that wipes out like a third of the earth's population so and i don't think that our technology is going to be an advantage i think it's going to be a disadvantage because air travel's more prevalent than it ever has been in history um international shipments are more common. They say that this this virus can stay alive on a surface for three to five days. So think about how many people touch a package that is coming from China in the three to five days that it takes to ship here. 
Oh, and by the way, this thing hit. This virus started in the main manufacturing district of China, or at least one of the main manufacturing districts in China. So, yep, this could be the real deal. But, you know, we keep our faith and trust in God, and we know that, like, He's going to work it together, all things together, for the good of those who love Him and are called according to His purpose. So, not for everybody, but it's going to work together for His purpose. You know, it's going to bring glory to Him, which is our purpose if you're a Christian. Your purpose is not to, you know, clean up the environment. Your your purpose is not to create a great business. Your purpose is not even to raise a great family. First and foremost, your purpose is to bring glory to God. And that's why we do all of those things. That's why we do all the good things that we do. Is not for our own glory, but to bring glory to God. You know, an awesome family is one of the best things you can do to bring glory to God. It's your number one calling if you have a family is to raise a godly family. But we do it for His glory, not our glory. So that's uh, that's the thing. I would encourage you guys to memorize some scripture while you're going through this. Um, write a bunch of it on your food buckets and stuff as you're packing away stuff write scriptures all over it so that if you end up not making it through the next people who who do benefit from your work will not just benefit physically but will benefit spiritually so anyways i've talked too long i've kept you guys long enough i'm gonna end it here um you guys can email me i'm just gonna use an email i already have it's not a real at protonmail.com not a real like not a real email is what I used to use it for spam a long time ago but n-o-t-a-r-e-a-l at protonmail.com not a real at protonmail.com shoot me an email thanks for listening if you guys can switch to um, anchor to listen that would be great alright talk to you later